But strangely enough, there's left in the world today an area as big as the United States that's never been seen by a human being. Best is yet to come. It's much harder to fool an astrologer. Why? Because an astrologer has a basic understanding of the cyclical nature of time. Houston, we have a problem. We uh, destroyed that technology. People should not be walking around with masks. That stuff is flat. There's your flu. Last year. Here's your flu this year. Literally doesn't even All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hibbler Effect. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us. As you can see in the title, your um, requests have been upheld. We have him. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hibbler Effect, Dr. Narco Longo. Thank you for having me, Sean. Good to be here, man. For my audience that never heard of you, um, who are you? How are you here in this sense of, because in my life, it's like, you know, when you hear these name drops, it's a big deal. That means there's information coming in that's, that's, that's truthful. And that's groundbreaking stuff we don't know. We've never, you know, something we didn't find out till recently. Um, but for my audience, who are you? Where, where are you? I know you're in Florida, obviously, but like, what do you represent in terms of like your brand and, and what you're doing for the world? Well, thanks for that. Thank, I appreciate the intro. Um, I, Dr. Narco Longo, um, I was born in Florida, lived in Florida my whole life. I run the Old World Florida YouTube channel, which I think the description on there is just the hidden history of Florida and the Old World. So that's the general gist. I'm an astrologer, so it's kind of a unique angle that I like to look at a lot of this Old World hidden history type things. I think astrology is key. That's... Um, it also unlocks a lot of etymology. You know, uh, people like Santos Bonacci really go into the astro theology, and I love that stuff. And I feel I've really taken that and am trying to peer into the etymology of words. So I do a lot of word play on my channel, and I, that's really an amazing system to kind of break open history through is the astrology and the astro etymology of words and symbols. And I do a bit of holistic hellness, sorry, holistic wellness, health, fountain of youth type um, content, spring water and the benefits of radiation, stuff like that. So, yeah. Wow. And we're going to, I did know some of that, but not all of it. So I, we're going to have some interesting conversations on this show today, guys. Um, but to start off, um, tell my audience, in your opinion, now, because again, we're 20, 25 minutes on YouTube. We can't get into anything too crazy, obviously, or too uh, trigger word-ish, right? So I want to start off with, like I talked to with every guest on the show, every single one. In your opinion, where do we live? So this is a question I like to, uh, to get posed. Um, we live on Earth, right? I always like to start with the name of things. After all, that is man's original function in the world is to name God's creation and to give it eyes 
and meaning, right? And understanding outside of that initial creation. So earth, man lives on earth. Well, earth is green, blue, right? If we look at the word earth, we can break it down into heart. It is an anagram for heart. And this is just the iceberg of what a wonder the English language is, for it is an angelic, angular language, okay? It is Ankh-lish, right? This is Enki's language, the seafaring race that has, you know, this language has dominated the planet, blah, 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 earth, heart. That's an anagram. Now, anagrams hold a lot of power to them, you know, geometrically, geometrically, like gematria, and then cabalistically, etc. Well, earth and heart. Why am I going on about this? When we look at the human body, you have the heart chakra is in the center. This is the heart plane. Because when you see the chakra system inside the body, you have the root, red, orange, yellow, green in the heart in the center, and then upwards, blue, purple, violet, or indigo, whatever. Well, this tells us we live in the middle of something. Earth, the green earth in the middle, the fertile zone, the land of love. It seems the message, the real message here, not to be cliche, like a Hallmark card or something, but the, the real message here is love. Okay, that's evolution, this evil illusion backwards. So this is the plane. Planet Earth is actually an anagram for the heart plane. Planet Earth, the heart plane. That's why Earth is green. And we are in Midgard. Midgard. So not, not Asgard, not Asgard at the center, but Midgard in between. So I see this is the fertile, earthy material realm at the cusp between the masculine, ethereal, ethereal realm above and the feminine, earthly, material, madre, mother, material, same word, the mud down below. We live on the, the uh, plane of inertia. That's another anagram. It's a slight anagram. So I hope that that's a good summary. That's a great summary. That's a wonderful explanation. I, I, I've, no one's going to say they've heard that explanation from anyone before. And it resonated true to me, you know, trying to process it on the fly here, but um, completely understand where you're coming from with that explanation. Uh, it was wonderfully done. Uh, it, it's all connected. Um, you talk about the uh, the way they do words and that where these words have meanings, right? Whether it be black magic or something, I don't know, but the words definitely have some sort of meaning. Can you, how do I say this? Break down outer space what do they represent by that because you know for years now me and my especially me and my buddy tanner tanner stewart shout out flat earth millionaire um we've always you know and dave weiss too now it's like we talk about this outer space being maybe that like they're telling us the truth in the wording right the outer space there's land outside if there's lamp sorry if sorry guys if if there's yeah. land outside of the world we know if there is then that would be considered outer space. In your opinion, is that, or or, if I, or am I wrong? Is that why they would call it that? Because it's it would be true in that sense. 
Now, or am I kind of off on that? You're not off. I think you're on the money because, you know, the, the cosmology I was describing earlier, the Asgard, the Midgard, well, the Midgard is, is somewhat the temperate zones between the tropics. Okay. I, think, I think we're all familiar with kind of the donut um, top-down UN map structure yep. of this rough orientation of the continents. Now, I'm like not the saying, Gleason's map view of right. the continents. Yeah. Yeah. So that UN, that UN um, map is map. basically just the orientation of the continents. We're not saying that's the definitive structure of this, this realm, but we're using that as a indicator just to operate from there with that in your imagination. Yep. It's going to get a little crude here because some words have been demonized and dirtied. Okay. And we'll get into that, but, and, but, you know, that's a word a lot of us end up saying. And why, why do we always say that word? Yeah. But, well, but as, as above, so below. Yes. Well, what is the as at the beginning of that sentence? As. This is actually the Viking word for God and holiness. That, that is that which is higher than anything else. As. This is actually the A to the Z in the entire alphabet. A to Z. Alpha and omega. Beginning to end. This is the as. Now, this is Asgard or the Osir, the, the highest, you know, gods of the pagan realm. Well, not to be crude here, but this is the ass hole of the planet where the sun does not shine, the holiest of the holies. I hope people are cracking up. <laughs> um, this is the North Pole. This is the North Pole. And those words have meaning to them. The sun does not shine. Where? the holiest of holies. These both indicate the most looked down upon part of the human body. But in fact, they actually indicate the center point of this realm beneath Polaris. Asgard, the garden of Odin or Odin or the original Eden, the four quadrants of this, this realm are stationed beneath Polaris and Beneath there is perhaps an actual hole. Some believe there is a hole. Some believe there's a mountain. Regardless, if there's a hole there, that would be the holiest of holies. And somewhere where the sun does not shine for much of the year. This is a two words that, that the church took that were the highest in the English or runic uh, prehistoric language on this planet, the angelic language of angels. Hell and ass. Now, how do we know those two are connected? And it's funny, right? But hell is the North Pole. As is Helsinki is close to the North Pole. So this is hell, Helsinki, when Atlantis sank and hell froze over. So to tie it all in here, your, your question about the outer realms, uh, I'm kind of describing the inner realms. Then we get to the Midgard, which is where most of the planet lives today, in the temperate zones, the tropical zones. Then outside of that would be these outer space, outer spaces that you were kind of touching on. And I also think there can be distinguished extraterrestrials. Extra, terrest means, well, it means terrest on something like land, but terrestrial means land. So extra does not 
necessarily mean more. It can also mean on top of, or you know, at the most central location of extra, um, superimposed on at the center of, on top of the peak. It's extraordinary, you know, rising above the rest. So that also indicates if there's, you know, you hear words like alien. I like to talk a lot about. Here's a keyword that that might strike some stuff, but no, no, no. I want Aryan. Alien is Aryan. These are the same words. This is why you always have these people from elsewhere. And there's, you go ask any alien cracked out alien nut um, believer, then they'll tell you, oh, there's the Pleiadians, there's the Nords, there are the these people, you know, there's the Aryans, there's the, the vegans, there's this or that. And oh, what were the Nazis into? Aryans and aliens. Well, hello. It's like they're the same thing. They come from the extraterrestrial land, which is closer to the North Pole, this freezing location where people separately evolved at a certain time and basically spread out across this planet. And they were at one time the other people, the aliens, you know, the ones from elsewhere. And certain aspects of that culture that the you know Third Reich was getting into during World War II and some of these secret space programs and stuff like that have kind of rekindled much of what was what was behind this either Aryan dis- diffusion or alien invasion that you get your Sumerians, Sumerians, you know your first civilization. We can get into that too, Finnish history and stuff like that. But oh yeah, no, I mean I know you know, especially Florida history. That's um, you know, your if I had to say cup of tea, that would be probably your cup of tea, right? It's just yeah. Am I right? Okay. It's like, sure. like you know, this guy knows Florida. I mean, t- to me, once this world comes back to the way humanity wants it to be. Um, and if we do vote for having any sort of leader or any sort of system in the future, um, you know, uh, this guy should definitely be a <laughs> candidate for the governor or whatever you want to call it, whatever you would call the new title of the state to help out. He knows the history like you wouldn't believe. Um, and that, you know what, well, let's touch on that a little longer before we head over the Rockfin, um, especially since it's your cup of tea, uh, it should just roll off. And then on Rockfin, we'll get to some crazy shit um, that I got planned. Sure. So. Uh, sure. But uh, educate my audience on on Florida. I know there's some some big things to say, right? Some mm-hmm. gra- I, I've heard it out of your mouth before. I'm not going to say them, though. You're right. going to say them. What's up with Florida? What's up with <laughs> humanity meet Florida? I want to hear this. Yeah, so, you know, what is this strange little peninsula sticking out into the uh... – into the Caribbean, the Gulf, the Atlantic. Um, Anyone who's interested in history, it really shocks me sometimes that people who get into American history or maybe alternative history, and they're trying to sort things out for themselves as to where did America start? What's the genesis of this culture we know as the United States? Well, People often neglect both in the classroom and in the alternative spheres, alternate alternative history spheres, that United States history <clears throat> begins with Florida. It was Juan Ponce de Leon, allegedly, who set foot in 1512, 
15, 13, around there, and basically explored much of Florida. And that is the genesis of the United States as we know it, beginning with Spanish occupation. Now, right off the bat, there is something very strange that needs to be addressed. Juan Ponce de Leon was not just looking for land. In fact, they already kind of found the land that was rich in ores and produce and stuff like that. Florida at that time, we're told, was just a mucky swamp, right? Well, that's not the case. Juan Ponce de Leon was looking for the fountain of youth, the true fountain of youth, not this alchemical secret, you know, or a tantric um, concept, which is valid. Don't get me wrong. But we are, in fact, describing a physical fountain of youth. Now, Ponce de Leon came to Florida with this intent. And just about every academic in the world will try and tell you that's not true. Oh, it's just a myth. Oh, they wove that into the story afterwards. Now, you try and tell that to the state of Florida, who has the highest concentration of freshwater springs in the world, right? These springs were lauded for their benefits right up until 1929, the stock market collapse and kind of the restructuring of the Rockefeller pharmaceutical oh, yeah. uh, takeover. My audience knows a lot about that. Well, that coincided with the complete collapse of the Florida springwater tourism industry, where you had the richest people on the planet routinely traveling about 500,000 a year sometimes. And this was, you know, civil war days. And they were coming to swim and bathe and reap the benefits of the, this state's water. So that's just the water. Now, fast forward a little bit. What else were people like, or rewind a little bit, people like Columbus, when they were coming into the Caribbean, Gulf of Mexico, encountering lands and then would later on settle into Florida, they would regularly remark that this has to be paradise. Man's needs are so well accommodated. Man has no need, for, you know, no strife, no pressure to survive. The fruit is so bountiful. The flowers so pleasant. The weather so agreeable. People think Florida's hot. I am, I am sorry to inform you know, many of the viewers that is actually vicious propaganda. Because if my if you asked people when's what's the hottest state in America that oh Florida right uh, well I would say Nevada or Arizona that's You're my right. guess off the You're just right. off the cusp Death like, Valley um, Death Valley for sure Florida yeah. could be humid in my opinion but I don't think it gets out of the nineties that often right if yeah. ever oh. I mean, you're informed then. You're very informed because most people will kind of rattle off this misinformation. I'm not most people. So, yeah, I get it. No, you're for right. sure. Most people will think it's reaching triple digits all summer long and mosquitoes right. are biting the shit out of you. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. So Miami has only ever gone over 100 degrees once in recorded history. Oh, one time. One time ever. Wow. Recorded. That, look, everyone can look that up for themselves. Um, instances of heat of heat exhaustion, heat, uh, you know, sickness in Florida heat stroke, are, yeah. heat stroke are, are at almost a minimum compared to states like Colorado, Nebraska, real have temperatures of 115 every single year. People drop dead from the heat alone. So 99.999997%, like, like, you know, like the flu. Yeah. Same, 
survival rate. You're not going right. to die from it. So what we're getting at here is people started, we're tossing around this idea. Um, Florida has these Edenic qualities. The Gulf of Mexico is one of the most hospitable places on the planet for a human being. Now, the Fertile Crescent, which we're told is in Mesopotamia, Eurasia, is neither fertile or crescent-shaped. Now, the Gulf of Mexico is both extremely fertile, has the highest concentration of freshwater springs in the world, where in Florida, and then the second highest concentration is in the Yucatan Peninsula, which are the two tips of the most distinguishable crescent-shaped landmass on this earth is the Gulf of Mexico. Now, that's just a little kind of analysis of that phrase. Well, what if I told you 1936, Repub Florida's Republican candidate for governor, E.E. E. Calloway, declared, he asserted, and he had the evidence to back it up, that Florida is the true Garden of Eden. Now, Garden of Eden, that's another one of those phrases where are we denying any, any possible allegorical, metaphysical um, interpretation of that phrase, Garden of Eden? There's many interpretations. Yeah. We're, not, we're not discounting any of those. We're simply saying if it were a true literal place, it is virtually impossible that that were actually Iran, Iraq, Jordan, pieces of Turkey that were told <clears throat> were in the Bible the true Mesopotamia, this is not the case. Okay? Those places are inhospitable. They're largely barren, unless you go up into the mountains, which are too cold for Adam and Eve, who had no, no clothes, no fire. Florida is per perhaps the only place in the world where people can live completely comfortably. Now, butt naked. Now, not many people do it. You won't find me doing it, but it can be done. And... Yeah, I would agree. There's probably other spots. I, I would say, even though I'm not a, I live in Cali, I'm not a fan of Cali overall, but uh, I think the weather here has been pretty livable, like in terms of, in that sense. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I know the Florida gets humid a little, but I'm from Chicago, so I, I used to deal with that growing up. So, like, not, nothing bothers me. I was in Nevada for one year, then never again, never again. That's a whole, that's another thing. If I lived in Florida, so I, I understand what you're preaching because I would be the first to be like, dude, it's not hot. Cause I lived in Nevada. That's hot. It's hot in Nevada when, when I first got there, dude, and I didn't realize, okay, hey, it's one ten during the day. You ain't doing shit outside. You always have, no, you're not doing anything outside. You're, you're forcing yourself by net just naturally to go inside the air conditioning, which is not good for you. Okay, you need, you mm -hmm. should be outside. So it forces you to stay inside. And then at 10 p.m. when it's like, hey, let's go hit the town, it's, it's still 100 degrees. And you're like, what is going on? I thought it was going to cool down like it's nighttime. Nope, not like that. So it's not, I mean, I get you, man. Florida's not hot. What do you say about the humidity? Not humid either to you? I mean, that's a matter of clothing, really. If you're at the beach, you would never complain about the humidity. It's really just when you're wearing what? Uh, companies from other states sell in their stores for people to wear. You know, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's it's the most comfortable. I actually enjoy it um, tremendously. I love being outside, but I know it's not for everyone, especially if 
if they can't restrict, you know, the amount of clothing they wear. But yeah, I'm not like a, I'm not like a nudist or anything. I promise. <laughs> I was gonna say either way, it's if they don't want to be seen in something bare, then it's probably their own own, own fault at that point. Um, most people, at least. But yeah, no, I, I get give us a one one more fun fact on Florida and the history of right. America. Sure. Before we go over to Rockfin, give my YouTube audience one more splash of something. Yeah, here. sure. They, they, they deserve it. So we're not just saying, oh, it's so great, it's so cool, uh, everyone's got to go. No, it's that's not the spiel. Now, there is this old world evidence that trumps most of the narrative we've been given in school. Well, why is that? Okay. The west coast of Florida was at one time home to the largest and greatest maritime empire the ancient world has ever known. Now, do we have cities to show that? No. Why? Well, Florida is very low to sea level. And anyone who knows about Atlantis, Atlantis sank. Well, Noah's Ark, things like this. These are actually the same myth, Noah's Ark, it, the sinking of Atlantis. We can get into that. But you have ancient stone anchors, ancient stone anchors that were at one time tied to the largest ships, ark ships on par with Noah's Ark that were that are today scattered all across the west coast of Florida with their highest concentration around Tampa Bay. These ancient stones show that at one time a great civilization thrived in the southern United States. Now that flies in the face of pretty much all mainstream academia, but the stones in Florida prove it. They're featured in a couple of my videos, one of my documentaries. The Saxer Stones is what these are called, discovered by John Saxer. And um, go check them out. They tell a pretty incredible story, these stones. And what I was getting into with E.E. Calloway, he declared this to be the Garden of Eden. Well, why? Because he found petrified gopher wood. So we have ancient stone anchors that belong to ancient giant ships that are yet to be explained. And then you have this man. E.E. Calloway explaining petrified gopher wood and gopher wood, which only grows one place on the planet, which is northwestern Florida and a little bit into Alabama and Georgia. Along the Apalachicola River, <clears throat> there's your apple of Eden, the Apalachicola River. And right there is where gopher wood grows. It doesn't grow anywhere else in the world. This is the specific wood that God told Noah to build the ark out of. So this is the basis for some of these theories. So you got the wood for these giant ships, extra buoyant wood, can't be replicated. And you have the giant anchors. I hope people are seeing the puzzle we're kind of piecing together here in terms of this old world hidden history. And there's some Moorish, Venetian, and that all goes back to the Atlantean secrets of the Gulf of Mexico. And that's so. another thing I want to get into when we're going to head over to Rockfin here is the, the Moore family and, and what that pretty much disintegrates. If true, probably true. Yeah. But guys, let's head over to Rockfin. I want to thank you for joining us on the YouTube edition of the Hitler effect. Thank you to Dr. Marco Longo for joining us and we will see you over on Rockfin guys. See you there.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hibbler Effect. If you're just joining us, coming over from YouTube, thanks for this love and support. If you're already here, let's rock. Um, man, I wanted to get into some stuff with you, man, because I'm sure you're just going to keep it straight with me. Give me your opinion, probably back it up with facts. Um, uh, you know, I just want to, we'll just go a little back and forth right now. Um, sure. your th okay. So with the lost history that a lot of people will just conclude is, oh, Tartaria, obviously Tartaria is just one, <sighs> one little, not little, but one section of a big puzzle. And with this new project that I'm going to be starting soon, or kind of started already, on this topic, like what, well, first of all, let me, I'm going to put you on the spot now, sucker. Are you down to join me for this project? Uh, for I, I'll come to Florida. We'll, we'll get down. Uh, uh, you, if you say no, we're going to still do the show. Are you down? First of all, for I sure. know it's pressure, but that's how I roll. I'm down. Okay. You're down. down. Beautiful. Yeah. Now I can, now I can say this then. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Um, how, how would you, cause I need to, I need a perspective of one oh one, brother. I need, you know, this is how, this is why I made level next level level with me. It's, you know, flat earthers don't really learn that much in there. They might, you know, we did get Judith Resnick at, at Yale. So that was exclusive footage, but it's one of those things where it's like with this, this is such a big puzzle. It's hard to simplify it. Right. But how would you simplify it? Like if you're on good, and this is what I said to Martin Leakey in person. If you're if you're on Good Morning America right now, I know it's just the point. I mean, we're not going to go on that stupid fucking show, but just pretend. That's all we could pretend. You're on Good Morning America. Somehow, some way, they're giving you two minutes to just tell everybody what the fuck's going on, and not uh, re again. Nothing against Florida, but take Florida out of it. What just as a universal whole, obviously. Sure. What? Yeah. How could you? What would you like go? We go. You know, Good Morning America, and you're on. I mean, how could you just go? And what would you say? You know, I think everyone's heard histories written by the victors. Well, then those victors lost to other victors and those lost, those victors lost to other victors. So how easy is it for entire empires to be obscured? It actually happens all the time, historically speaking. Um, how easy is it for entire belief systems, agendas to get squashed and forgotten? It can happen a lot. It's kind of happening in front of our eyes a little bit. There's a clash, but we can get into that. So this whole grand scheme, 6,000 window of, you know, collected civilization developing linearly is just a fiction. And it's designed to keep this cheap corral nice and tight where everyone can walk a straight and narrow path and I know that sounds kind of like a Pink Floyd song. <laughs> it sounds that's, true. That's, that's kind of like low-hanging fruit. But, you know, it's true. There is this ominous agenda behind the fabrication of history. And I think people say, oh, well, kind of like the flat earth stuff. They say, oh, well, you get to like phase two of the, the denial. And it's like, well, why does it matter? Like, who cares? You know, it's all history. Well, it's much easier to steer a population into their own suicide, their own, you know, self-imposed. If they're lost uh, in space. Yeah. That and they're monkeys. It, yeah. It's easy. If they have exactly, if yeah. their, their tether to reality is cut, 
their tether. And you could even say reality is actually an antithesis to human existence because it's this over emphasis on the mundane aspects of life, the material forms and shapes, and it's a neglecting of the mythology. And this is kind of why people look up at the stars and they go, the you know, shiny lights, big balls of fire, like, <laughs> you know, and it goes right over their head because that's probably actually the highest manifestation of God that we can see is his creation in the stars, the skies. So I think that's, that's it. History hides a lot of things. What does it hide? It hides holistic health. There's um, a better understanding of what we live on hiding in history. There's a better understanding of what direction we should be going philosophically. Um, people feel ungrounded today. Like there's no firm footing. It's just all this big relative mess of, of morals clash, clashing with political agendas. And it always ends in just a lot of depression, you know, and a lot of frustration. And I think there's a way out. And I think a lot of conspiracy theories kind of just tug you down farther into despair. And I hope I can, you know, show a little light or a little hand way out of there with some of the astrology, which is the word of God. It's not what I'm into. It's what I think everyone should be into yeah. and things like that, that can center everyone. So, yeah. Well, do not- you, do you agree that, uh, people like yourself, like-minded others that continue this path of righteousness and truth and speaking about it and teaching, right? Because that's a big part of it is educating others. If that continues to happen, then the ripple effect keeps growing. Do you Are you a believer or knower, actually, in uh, consciousness shifting and actually the power of consciousness, the power of uh, humanity itself actually controls the future, the destiny, the, you know, matrix system, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's just like this collect, uh, are you, I don't know if there's, that might've, that might've been, you know, that term might've been fucked up already. Like Mandela effects been fucked up. So many terms have been hijacked, but I hope you get what I'm saying. Like could consciousness yeah, well, <clears throat> collectively shift well let's win the war i mean it's just like let's just win this war it's like let's keep living let's 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 live to 200 that's hilarious let's just go and fuck this white house shit all that's going to be like in my world dude it's all already over none of that exists anymore i just wish everybody else did it just shut it's oh it doesn't exist if it if you don't pay attention Mm -hmm. yeah you know i have a very like cutthroat approach to uh whenever people ask like, how do we fix the world? You know, yeah. basically, can we wake everyone up? I don't really think everyone can wake up. And I, <clears throat> that might sound pessimistic. No, it's true. But, but I've, I've been through, you know, I work at an occult bookstore, metaphysical bookstore. And um, I haven't read a ton of books, but I've read a lot of good ones. And I've met a lot of people. I've been through the ringer. I've been kind of through the guru stuff and this, you know, is it love? Is it awareness? Is it, is it presence? You know, what's, what is it? I'd really, if I'm allowed to say that I've come full circle, I would say I've settled on its holistic wellness. Okay. That's pretty much 
the only thing you can put your hands on and control is what you're putting in your body. And one of the biggest ways we are being harvested of our energy is yes, fear and this indiscriminate, you know, despair, hysteria through the media and stuff, lack of purpose. But it's also, we have been separated from our basic needs as humans. Okay. This earth is abundant. It is more, it is more than accommodating to the humans we have now, perhaps even more, but who knows, maybe less is better, but it's accommodating. Mother earth can accommodate for all, especially in the subtropics, the tropics, people don't need to be um, uh, paying for their food. I know this sounds like a commie hip tr- uh, pipe dream, but uh, it's not. No, I no, I, I agree. hundred percent agree with you. Food, food and water is free and should be free. And now, if you're duped in a system to make you pay for it, like most people are at the moment, though, people can change. You can have goals and dreams and plans and execute them step by step because we're in a mm-hmm. uh, reality. That's just the way it is in life reality. But you can get there is the point. But it's free water and fruit water and food is free and if you think that uh you know taking a a pig and stabbing him in the fucking neck is food then i can't talk to you about what food is at that point but uh, in general because they're like oh yeah the pigs are free no that's a whole nother story but uh, but anyways it's the point of fruit it it it's like you can there's trees in costa rica that have been there forever and it's like, there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do to stop that. You're going to have abundance forever. It's, it's, it blows my mind that people think like, like we're, we're, you know, running out of food. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a hoax, um, for pop, you know, population control in my opinion. But no, I totally agree with you, man. I totally agree that the, uh, fruit and water, I mean, think about fruitarians, even I, I you call them waterarians. I forget what they're called, but. Um, Those breath breatharian. Yeah, breath, well, are breatharians they drink water though, or you know, we were a actually... step below that is water only. But my <laughs> point is that those people lived very long, healthy lives. Uh, must yeah. been for a reason. It must be why the government made a food pyramid for us all. Got mm-hmm. You gotta pay attention to your government. I always love when it's compartmentalized. Whatever your word is, where truthers, truth seekers are like, I'm cool with these government. Uh, psyops, right? That I'm a part of, but I don't want to admit I'm a part of it because it benefits my taste buds or my lifestyle or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you, no, fuck all the government, and and you're you do such a good job. Every time I've seen you or heard you at educating, how to kind of re-educate, relearn nature, these ways um, to live, and it, you're inspiring, man. You're you're an inspiring dude for sure. Uh, you, 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 you remind me, you know what, I, when Eric DeBay, he's back doing like his, his podcast thing now on his channel, but way back in the day when he was always on his YouTube, you guys just remind me of each other in a little bit in a different way, but that's just me personally, but you're like another Eric come up and coming Eric. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I, that's a, that's high praise. Cause I, I kind of grew up on, on Eric and, you know, I watched his hundred proofs or whatever 200, I, 200 but yeah in like uh 2015 and yeah i started the video thinking it was 
wait, hang on. People will actually believe this. And this, it was actually one of the most convincing aspects for me was it was actually the same week that I discovered the Zodiac and what astrology is. And which is funny because I actually think I agree with Eric on almost 90, 99% of things. I think he's anti-astrology, which is funny. I'd love to talk to him about that, but I, I'm a big. I don't think, I, well, you know, I don't talk to him much like I used to, but um, it, I, I don't think he's anti I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anti-astrology. I, I just I don't s- think he, he talks much about it, you know. I think I saw a video like Masonic astrology exposed or something like that. I could oh. be wrong. And, and well, could that. it be the heliocentric version of a str- current day astrology that he was probably picking out? I don't know. Either way. Yeah. No, I agree. He's right most of the time, man. I mean, he, he gets the shit right. Um, I, I speculate more in my stuff, uh, but I, I admit it's speculation, at least. I'm mad enough for that. But you always got to stick the facts and the science and all that stuff. But I, every time I hear you, I learn something new. I, want, I wanted to touch on the Moors because – um, sure. You know, I made I made a George Floyd. I made two George Floyd films. Now that 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 entire event was a psyop. Um, I, my oh, original yeah. film called Psychological Operation got a lot of shit. This man's life matters. 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 of this naive view that it's anything but this is not about protests it's not about inequality that was my first like um fucked up moment with youtube on my channel it just fucked me up forever after that one and they were all over me and uh it's because i proposed that it was a masonic uh um hoax i mean it was a it was a masonic psychological operation i mean and I showed every angle of it and they took it down and I, I went from there and started my career as a filmmaker. So I'll do my own thing. Mm. Fuck YouTube. Right. But in the process of that, I got a lot of heat for, you know, I'm being anti BLM and anti that. I'm like, I'm gonna keep exposing that. I don't fucking care what you, I don't care about feelings. Like the truth is the truth. So I looked at yeah. it from that perspective. Once I started hearing about, it, and I heard a little bit about the more stuff before I heard you talk about it respectfully, but you broke it down differently for me too. And it's like that, to my audience, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the Moore family, uh, he'll explain it better than me. But this, correct me if I'm wrong, this abolishes this these slave ships, right? That's that's a that's a um, psyop at that point. Well, there's kind of three angles we have to understand. There is what what we know as melanated people. Melanated Americans, what are today classified as African Americans? Yeah, which I don't know why they're called black. Black's not a fucking color. I mean, black. I mean, it's like whatever. But yeah, but brown, melanated. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um, I'm actually Sean King colored myself. If you haven't noticed, but um, (laughs) in the Florida sun, you'll find me a nice Sean King. Okay. uh, Okay. Sean King tone. No. All right. uh, That's the BLM dig. 
but <laughs> I would say, <laughs> I would say, um, shit, what were we talking about? The Moors. Okay. So there's three angles you have to understand that number one, what we know is melanated people were either Aboriginal or present native in the Americas when Columbus arrived, regardless of what you think Columbus was or represented, should he actually, did he actually arrive 1492? Well, if he did, he encountered people who had dark skin, the people who came after him had dark skin, sorry, the people that came after him encountered natives with dark skin. Um, there's many accounts of this. And this is in the story is, of Columbus, right? Yes. Some it's of not it like is. you, it's not no meaning. It's not like you found some secret book under a bed. No, 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 library. No, no. Like, oh, so, look, they yeah. said they're melanated. Like you, this is a, a public information. Is this the official narrative of this dude? Cause I don't know much about now, it besides we're, it, we're forced to think he's real. That's all see, I know. You gotta, there's, yeah. There's a lot to get into. Um, with the official narrative, there is a difference between official narrative okay. and many things that are recognized by, by academics. Okay. But then there's also things that are simply uh, just obscured yeah. or at least don't make it into the public school system in the proper narrative. For example, you ask most people, where did the United States begin? And they'll go, oh, Jamestown. Oh, it was, um, you know, Plymouth uh, Rock or... Um, they'll say, oh, it was uh, yes, that South Carolina thing that uh, almost, and that's because they're thinking English. You know, they're thinking American English. Well, no, it all began with Florida, with the Spanish. But why we're talking about the Moors is who are the Moors? And, and I'll, I'll get back to those, those three points of Aboriginal Americans possibly being dark, melanated people themselves high likelihood of that if oh, not yeah. certain certain fact many of that many of them will tell you that themselves then you have the aspect of people who were melanated traversing the atlantic prior to columbus so regardless of who is native to the americas it's quote unquote african or north african um, empires did indeed travel to the americas now there's medals to prove that there's um there's artistic motifs to prove that there's all these things that we can get into, not only in the Caribbean, but in the Gulf and um, uh, Peninsular Florida, for example, here, here's one, you know, well, to your point about academic versus alternative history, I'll tell you when we get outside of the mainstream right now, let's pick apart the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, have, you have Columbus going into the 1492, you have Ponce de Leon in 15, 12, 15, 13, and then you have Henry de Soto, Hernando de Soto, later on, okay, 1530s, 1540s, exploring Florida with kind of the first major exploration settlement party, okay, it took about 900 men, more than that, if you include all the people going with them, and they actually took Inca soldiers with them, Inca soldiers, now why does that matter, because that's a kind of third party uh, unbiased account that we're going to be getting from this voyage. The Spanish went to Peru and they took over the Inca empire. Okay. And this is mainstream history, but bear with me. And then from there, they actually 
took um, absorbed much of the fighting Inca men into their later military endeavors. So they took Inca soldiers with them into Florida. Now, one of those Inca soldiers would give an account that became a book that's called La Florida de la Inca or La Florida del Inca, the Florida of the Inca. Now, at this time, all of the southeastern United States was known as Florida. This is another thing a lot of people don't know is that well before English speakers set foot in America, it was called La Florida. Now, it had other names too, Amaru, Amarica, many things like that. But the Southeast United States were known as La Florida. Henry de Soto landed around Tampa Bay, went up with horses, big armored war party, up through Florida and around the Gulf of Mexico. And this is the 1530s, 1540s. And then he was killed leading this voyage. But his soldiers went on and they made it to the Mississippi River. Now, why is this important? Because who did they encounter? Number one, the Florida natives were like giants. They're six foot, they're six, foot six, like minimum, it seems like. And they get up to nine feet tall. That's attested by about a thousand articles that I have presented in my videos, literally hundreds, hundreds, probably a thousand. <clears throat> and um, so they have, you have tall people, but what's unique when they get to the mouth of the Mississippi River, they encountered a tribe that they quote, said, and this is the Inca soldiers relaying this, not the Spanish who are falsifying accounts. And mind you, this whole book does not have any any instances of mermaids or dragons or like, you know, fanciful accounts. It's, it's really the nitty gritty of the voyage. Okay. Um, military, um, you know. And I like to talk, I like to talk mermaids for sure, but no, I, sure. I like that they stuck with that. So let's hear it. Yeah. So they come down the Mississippi river on their way out to the Gulf of Mexico and they encountered a tribe that was quote, blacker than Ethiopians, meaning Africans, and large as a Philistine, meaning even bigger than the giants they were already encountering. Wow. So these, this was a, essentially a jet black people or very dark melanated people inhabiting the Southeast United States. Now, you also had the tribe known as the Tamukua or the tribes under the language group known as Tamukua that inhabited places like Jekyll Island, that's another thing where Florida comes into the mix. That's the, that's the border between Georgia and Florida. This is the little island, military, or sorry, billionaires uh, island where the Federal Reserve was created. And so that's on the east coast of Florida. But the Tamukua territory extended, and this were a tall people, tall. Like their chiefs were eight and a half feet tall, no joke. Uh, their bones were at one time displayed in a museum on Jekyll Island, eight and a half foot tall. Pretty incredible. Now, on the west coast of Florida in Tamukua territory, they encountered the Tamukua. And when they were later on depicted and sculpted in Europe, they were depicted as Negroes, African, full blown, what you would call an African American today. Or you would mistakenly say, oh, that's Sub-Saharan African even. Um, now, I don't know about Sub-Saharan. I'll, I'll 
and I'll take that back, but basically a deeply melanated people. And these did not have features like we would describe as Native American today, which are the more Asiatic kind of uh, hook-nosed phenotypes that you see like the Apache and the Plains Indians. That's kind of a different phenotype than what was actually being encountered in the Southeast United States. And that's why none of, not many of natives like that exist in Florida. We're actually told all Florida natives were either genocided, died of disease, or escaped to Cuba, never to be heard of again. And the Seminoles would come in to inhabit this land. Now that's a mainstream narrative too, so don't, don't hold me to that. But the Seminoles play into this Moorish history as well. Why? Because their insignia is the Moorish, the Moorish crescent moon, the star, the same colors as the Ottoman and Turks and Moroccans. Well, back to the Temucua, the, the big tall tribe that was living here. Well, <clears throat> they, and they were said to do blood sacrifice, but that could be slander, but that, that plays into the whole Jekyll Island thing. Go look that up. But the Temucua, when they were depicted, were depicted as jet black, like I said, and rich, like they had bling, they were blinged out, they had riches, exactly like the people who live in the Southeast United States today. And you find some of the darkest people in the South, in America, in the Southeast United States today, near the mouth of the Mississippi River, uh, certain parts of South Florida, kind of, kind of fitting this narrative that's not being told and you touched on why, because you have a quote-unquote slave population. Yeah. Talk about lying to people about what the shape of the planet they live on is. Well, you can just as easily, if you get, if you get it, it done, lie to an entire group of people about where their roots are, where they actually originate from. And should you take that from them entirely, they are much easier to control. Now, that's part of what has happened here. Now, were some people brought over from Africa? No doubt. No doubt. But guess what? Some of the first slaves ever purchased in America were white Irish people. Okay. The largest, the largest plantation in South Carolina was owned by melanated people. The largest plantation in Florida, okay, Kingsley, Kingsley Plantation was ruled, presided over by a white man and an African princess, if not a queen. And when that white man died, she ran, she ran that, <clears throat> ran that plantation with her melanated family. And this kind of busts the whole slavery narrative, civil war narrative as we know it. Now, the Moorish angle, and to wrap up the point about the Tamukua, the Tamukua actually when they were depicted as jet black, they were called the, one of the most famous, um, not an artifact, but pieces of art coming out of the Americas or depicting the natives of the Americas is called the Moor with the Emerald Cluster. The Moor with the Emerald Cluster. And this is a Tamukua chief who is about eight feet tall, handing a silver platter with the most rich, massive emeralds and pearls <clears throat> that the Spaniards or French had ever seen when they were greeted by this king. And this chief king gave them riches 
freely. And DeSoto writes about this. So this is just the mainstream history we're only talking about right here. Um, and even within that narrative, we see an entire different kind of picture of humanity and the unfolding of the, un of the United States as we know it much, much differently than how so we're the, shown. So the mainstream version of what we're all taught in school of, I, I'm pretty sure, again, I'm in Chicago public school. What, what did I really retain? But I'm pretty sure they said, you know, uh, that the white man went to Africa, grabbed a bunch of, of Africans and just threw them over here and they worked for, for you know, right. just to eat, just to live. You know, they had to do all the housework and all this shit and all this stuff. So is that is that that narrative side of the official story of slavery for Africans coming to America, does that go out of the window with this? Now, it doesn't go out the window. Okay. But it's, it, that's it's why I didn't want to miss. I didn't want to misspeak. That's all. It's largely a constructed narrative. Okay. okay. The, the majority of those people who we call African-Americans are originally, if not entirely descended from people who were living here to begin with. Now, have certain African populations been enslaved? Yes. And brought over to the Caribbean? Yes. And well, let's, let's get to the nitty gritty. African-Americans can grow beards, big bushy beards. Africans cannot. Sub-Saharan Africans can virtually grow no beard whatsoever. Native Americans, um, Southern Central Americans, originally did not grow much facial hair at all. So facial hair, as we know it, is most associated with North Africa and the Arctic, or not Eskimos, but Northern Europe, right? Now I shouldn't have said Arctic. Northern Europeans and Northern Africans and the Mediterranean. It's where you see beard growing genetics. Now, the narrative that we're given, the only way you can explain millions of African-Americans having full faces of facial hair, full big beards that give Vikings a run for their money, you, you would have to tell all of those people that they get all of their beard growing genetics from one slave master somewhere in their family. Now, that is not a comfortable conversation, and I don't think that's the truth whatsoever. So we have a indication of distinct genetics. Now, I do not think it is a small uh, contribution of European DNA that is responsible for all of these beard-growing genetics. I think what we're seeing is a Phoenician a, a cross-Atlantic civilization that at one time flourished where you had beer-growing genetics being passed across the Atlantic before the advent of the European in the modern United States. So I think that's one angle to look at this is follow the beards. And why? Well, Moors are often called barbers or they at once inhabited the Barbary coast of Africa. And this is where you have your Barbary wars fighting the pirates, right? Where else was a, those two meccas of piracy, where are they? Hmm. They are North Africa 
where the Barbary Wars occurred in that golden age of piracy. Then you have what's famously referred to as the golden age of piracy, which occurred where? Tampa Bay, Key West, and New Orleans. And that is your Pirates of the Caribbean. That's the inspiration for the Pirates of the Caribbean, by the way. They're always in Tortuga. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a group of islands off, off of uh, Key West, yeah. Star, Star Fort Central. You could call that place. But um, basically, the, the picture can be painted a completely different way, just with the pieces that the mainstream's providing. Well, let's look at this a little further. Barber, Barbary Coast of Africa is where the Moors lived. Barber means beard. Barber, to be a barbarian. Who are the two people called barbarians? Okay. The barbers in North Africa and the barbarians who are like the Germans up in Scandinavia, right? So these are the two people labeled as barbarian. Now, what's the common thread between those? Phoenicians. Phoenicians. Because Phoenicians go back to Finland and the Finnegans of I- Ireland, the Finns. And then you have your Phoenicians or your Venetians in the Mediterranean. Now, it's no coincidence that all across Florida, Florida is, is littered with Moorish and Venetian architecture. So much so where you would almost, you're left with the realization, wow, the Moors had to have been here. Now, is there more to that? More to that. Hey, well, pun intended. 1492 is 1491. If the fall of Granada, right before Columbus's departure to the Americas, now he was not prepared for a exploration. Okay, he was allegedly going a route no one had ever gone before. So why did he bring a navigator, and why was that navigator Irish? Irish. Well, Ireland is the closest uh, Northern European country to, uh, well, you've got Iceland or whatever, but to, uh, you know, it's a close shot over to New York or, or something like that. It's westernmost part of the British Isles. And basically, the Phoenicians operated across the Atlantic from a port in Ireland and a port in Portugal, right? And the pillars of Hercules into the Mediterranean. And this, on the other side, what were their main ports? Okay, I'm going to go out on a whim here and say Tampa Bay, Key West, which Key West is nicknamed the Gibraltar of the West. Mm. Um, they put all these star forts there. It's, it's magnificent. Then you have New Orleans, which is nicknamed what? Crescent City. You mean the, the nose in the crescent moon that is the Gulf of Mexico, and they nicknamed that Crescent City, not even because of that orientation, because of a certain bend in the river. In well, that they city. do that shit on purpose. They know that yeah. they're not going to teach it to us in their controlled education in the way to expose that. Yeah. So the Moors have their Arab kind of Islamic insignia of the crescent moon and the star. So is there another connection to the Southeast United States? Uh, Yes. You have your South Carolina, which is the crescent moon. Come on and And raise up. 
And then you have with its date, its biblical date palm from the Bible, very important tree. Then you have, so that's the crescent and the palm tree. Well, then you have Texas, which is the lone star. So you have the star, the crescent, Crescent City, Florida, Crescent City, New Orleans, um, all these Arabic names. There's a million of them. I, I get exhausted listing them off, but Alafaya, Florida. That's actually all these words that were allegedly told are native. I'll give you one. Alafaya, Alafia in Florida. Alafaya. That's a Islamic greeting. Huh. But, but we're told that is a native Creek word. Here's another good, good one with uh, Greek from the Mediterranean. Paleo-Greek comes from Phoenician. Paleo-Hebrew, it's all Phoenician. It's a runic universal writing system that's been reshaped with minor tweaks in different countries, different empires. But runic is Punic. Finnish is Phoenician. The Irish or the uh, you know, Iranian, Iraq, um, Mesopotamian. Macedonia is the, you know, Scottish, Irish, uh, Mykonos, you know, the uh, Maccabees, Greek Jews. Well, this all points to like this, uh, you know, many of the Irish and Welsh will tell you themselves that that is much of the true Holy Land. Why? Because a lot of these Old Testament stories that uh, Hebrews claim actually come from the Phoenicians. Okay. And the Phoenicians were going uh, to the Americas, Eurasia. This is where you get the Mormons. And Phoenicians kind of a catch-all term. You could really pick that apart, and we could say there's so much more to that. But just for brevity, we'll say Phoenician, because that bridges the gap between modern history, recorded history, picking up in like Sumeria and the Sea Peoples attacking Egypt and stuff. Well, that's the Phoenicians. Back before that. You have your Atlanteans, Atlantean, Phoenician, Moorish, and, um, you know, kind of up to your Roman Catholic, Spanish military invasion of the Americas that squashed this old world timeline, repurposed much of these old world cities in the Americas, and facilitated the, you know, the Catholic worldview to dominate in, in the Western Hemisphere. Now... With the Moors representing an entire history narrative, um, just completely false at that point. In terms of overall history, um, you know, call it an A plus being truthful and an F being all lies. What do you give our current Rothschild based educational system in terms of the history book? What grade would you give that book in its entirety? <laughs> In its entirety, though, in fairness, in well, its entirety, are we what, talk, what, what great the, the, are, the one. I mean, they haven't changed them really. I mean, it's the well, same shit. They might have added a fucking about, rainbow, but they they haven't changed the history books. We're talking about the one that Ghislaine Maxwell's dad prints, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that one. Yeah, so, that um, one. I keep forgetting to mention him. <laughs> piece of shit. No, but so yeah, so the controlled. I mean, so the history book itself. What, what, what grade would you give it in terms of? They had to put some truth in there, no? So, yeah, I mean, you know, I want to give it an F. Like, it's just garbage, but you really can pick apart the mainstream. You know, this is a not to reel things back too much here, but 
this is a kind of key tenant of black magic is these rulers, the vampires, the whatever you're the 360 you, degree ma- you, Mason vampire. That's what you I'm have thinking. to give them consent. They are masters of manufacturing consent of extracting consent from you. What does that mean? Well, black magic, there's kind of this, this uh, concept that the most powerful spells are done consciously or on, on the subconscious mind underneath the conscious. Now you can tell someone exactly what you're going to do to them and they will still be unwitting to it. And that is kind of the, the, the uh, goal with black magic now this is also mirrored in the vampire in your home kind of fable or um this story whatever that the legend that a vampire cannot enter your home unless you invite them unless you invite them in so i think everyone can learn from that where the powers that be are not just ruling you against your complete will you actually, if we examine our lives, you can find how you are consenting. Yeah. But what areas of your of your life are you welcoming the overlords into? And you'd be surprised the more you uncover. It's not just the history, like I said, the health and stuff. But the um, last well, thing about all of the- it, though, they, they duped everybody. And it's our job to uh crawl out of these holes that we fell into so especially once you're aware i always say that once you become aware and then you continue to go against it you're something i don't know i feel like you're disconnecting yourself at that point and you're gonna be in for a bad ride and this this universe is not gonna lay down a nice path for you anymore so i did want to i did want to touch on since you said uh you know, the mainstream textbook. Well, let's look at, to wrap up this, this thing with the Moors. Um, yeah. Why did Columbus come to the Americas? Why did it matter he had an Irish navigator? Well, right before you had the fall of Granada and the expulsion of the Moors from the Iberian Peninsula into North Africa, back into North Africa. Now, when that happened, it was so timed that Columbus departed right after that. And he came to the Americas for what? So looking for spices. Hey, what's up guys? You know, Oh, it's really nice over here. Let's go right back to the King. No, 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 no. He took a navigator. Why do you need a navigator for somewhere? No one's ever been before. Okay. From a country that no one else on the voyage is from, right. It was all Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, uh, you know, even some Moorish, ex-Moorish soldiers, whatever. Well, they went over. They were prepared for a war. But beyond the point, we have this convenient window where the Moors have been expelled from Spain. And Spain is not like a world-dominating empire at this point. They're just going out on a whim out into the Americas. You know, the royalty barely approved it. Columbus was actually... Uh, in line to get expelled from Spain himself, seeing as, as as he was actually Jewish, regardless of what that meant at the time, he was Jewish behind the scenes and was actually uh, in line to get kicked out himself because after they kicked out the Moors, they would enact um, 
the same thing against the Jews in the country who were being fostered up until then. They were about to get expelled, asked to leave. Um, some of them, some of them executed. So it's convenient that Columbus departed at the same time, right after the Moors had escaped. Now I'm putting it forth. I'm painting a picture here that the Moors did in fact escape or retreat back to the Americas where they had either found a suitable place to hide or were already established. I tend to side with that, with that um, part of it, that they were already established, already had a footing in the Americas. And once, once the fall of Granada happened, all the powers in Western Europe were able to turn their focus on the Americas and to quell what was not Roman Catholic in the Americas. And we all know it would happen after that, you know, lots of genocide and disease and conversions. And, but here we all are enjoying life. So I'm not, I'm not this anti-American or anti-Columbus. I am anti-Columbus, but not on like a political I'm anti. I'm anti-Columbus for a whole nother reason, man. Yeah. Columbus to me, and maybe you could. Why don't talk me out of this? Okay. If I'm wrong, or unless maybe you think that you know, there's a chance I am wrong. I'd like to hear the other side because you're you're an intelligent guy. You don't really seem like you're gullible enough to believe official narratives anymore. At least you do your own research in a sense. So I'm pretty much sure you have to at this point uh, with the rabbit holes you go down and the evidence surrounding it. Um, But like someone like Columbus, for instance, Columbus, Mm -hmm. even as far back as Aristosthenes or whatever the fuck you pronounce that fucking guy's name. But all these characters, like all these characters that we learn about in school, um, for me, man, when I look at these old cathedrals and, and I try to learn about who was here before us and, you know, everybody has their tale about it. Um, a lot of it's similar, luckily, but a lot of it's, you know, there's different different rabbit holes. You just try to, you're tr- we're all trying to figure this out. But what, what I notice in my head is that, you know, if this was recent, if all this stuff was recent and pretend there was a reset, I don't know much about the reset part of it, but if there was in mid 1800s or whatever. Um, I just feel as if everything before that was created in a sense, like like a part of some sort of psyop system where I feel like that these people claim these, this, these, you know, this masonry, right? It's free, right? Mm-hmm. So the, uh, and all of a sudden we have this Freemason logoed out symbolism all over the late 1800s, early 1900s, these, these groups getting together um, who possibly, you know, got involved with controlling our educational system to begin with, which is why the board of education was 1920 Rockefeller, right? So it's a John D. Rockefeller did the start of that in the twenties. So my question to you is, is there even a small chance in your mind uh, or, or a good chance? I don't know. At least give me a small, is there a small chance that that was a fabrication too? Like these artists impressions, I've always said this, that it looks like the same fucking guy drew everybody. You open a, you open a history book from when you were growing mm-hmm. up or the, or now it's the same shit. 
it looks like it's like the same person drew all these people. So is it possible that that they were all made up characters in any sense to you? I just want to know. I like everybody's opinion. Now, of course, there's a chance. <clears throat> I will say, um, I don't want to take any jabs here, but I will say that most of this old world community has not opened a book to begin with. And it's much easier to point at something and say, oh, that never happened, than it is to learn everything about it and actually come to a decision. Um, that's typically my, my issue with a lot of the Tartaria community is they're kind of just competing. Um, and I'm, like I said, no jabs here, but some are competing to oh, who can disprove the bigger thing, you know, like who can label the bigger, the next thing uh, fake. Now, I will say, of course, there's a, there's a huge possibility that all that history was fabricated, but not in the way that it's, uh, they were just constructing, you know, a suitable uh, kind of goislop for the okay. next. So maybe it went, it, they created it to control the narrative. They made of maybe, Let's, okay, maybe let me mix the two and see if this would make sense at all to anyone. They would take real events. I mean, basically influenced by real events, real locations, real situations. And then maybe they did some artist impressions, called him somebody and told that story their way because they wanted to, you know, whether that's I can I can lay it method out or whatever. But go ahead. Let me show you. So yeah, you can share the screen. You can always share the screen. No. OK, well, well I'm going to say if you want to I, share the screen, you can. If not, do what you're going to no, do. Anyway. I just I just meant like um, I'll uh, talk us through it, basically. Yeah, talk us through it. Either way, you've you've got. Um, I'll give you some indicators as to where things can be interpreted as being completely like constructed. I'll I'll give you some instances. Now, Columbus may have represented something else, right? You have the Cologne family, the Colombo. His name was not Christopher Columbus. That was kind of his. Um, a pseudonym, if, if you will. His name was Cristobal Colon. Some people will go as far as saying he never existed. You know, my co-host Juan Ayala will say something like uh, he was San Germain, you know, or he was this loud mystery alchemist. And there's all I this say stuff. The character Christopher Columbus. I have said that I don't believe, in my opinion, that he existed. The character of Christopher Columbus, that human being, did not was not walking the earth doing shit. I felt like it was made up, but are you explaining that it was based off of someone real? No. So are we in agreement in a sense on that where the actual I think listen, I'm going to I'm going to tell you I think he was a real person. Okay. I don't really I know that a lot of people won't agree with that. That's fine. I do think he was a real person, but let me give you some instances. I, sure. I can I can really give a clear picture of how certain things are mythologized mythologize is a word I like to use because things kind of fall into archetypes. This is, this reminds me of the whole, did Jesus exist thing? You know, you could make the a million arguments that he didn't exist, but the story is still the same. The message is still the same. It's what won in the battle that is history. And there is something to that. God's word cannot be altered. It can only be a blah, blah, blah. Well, you have, you have Cristobal Cologne. If you break down his name, I think there's a lot to be had there. 
Let's let's look at another name that I think better illustrates this this debate. After that, in Florida, you have Juan Ponce de Leon. Juan Ponce de Leon. Now, with a name like that, it's kind of hard to say, well, this guy couldn't have been, you know, uh, an allegory because his name is Juan Pounce Ponce, the Pounce of the Lion or the paw, the ponce, to have your paw on something. And this isn't Spanish Florida, the kind of the founding of the United States, not as the United States, but when they discovered it, they landed on Florida. Florida has a St. Augustine, a glorious stone city, glorious. Like it looks like, it looks like um, the Holy Land. It's the, the churches, the towers, the buildings. It's, it's crazy. Star Forts. Now, St. Augustine was named. He's, uh, that's a moor. They named that city after a moor, believe it or not. So St. Augustine, um, or he was a Phoenician, Carthaginian, or, you know, descended from those people. I don't know if he was a moor per se, but North African, right? And that's important. August is the sign of Leo. August, Leo. This is the lion. Now, if you go around St. Augustine, you will find Medici lions, Medici lions. This represents an ancient bloodline or an ancient creed. Okay. If, I don't want to say domination. That's kind of like a you know, cheap out label, but basically it's a, it indicates something transfer of power because you see these lions, they have their paw on the globe. And this is where you get your pounce of the lion in St. Augustine, Florida, you know, the old, it's, it's nicknamed ancient city. It's the oldest city in the United States. Um, it's the oldest continually inhabited European settlement, ancient city. It looks ancient and we can get into all that too, but pounce of the lion, that's something where I can say, yes, let's really look into that because if you pull that apart enough, there is probably more behind that than a single man. It is a mythology that's been woven into that. And I, I'll give you another instance. When the Temukua that I was talking about, you had three separate chiefdoms in Temukua, in the Temukua territory that the Spanish or the French were <clears throat> coming into and encountering. And when they came in, there was one tribe that the chief was named Saturiwa. Saturiwa. Or Saturina. Some people were calling him Saturina. His son was named Hathor. Hathor. Athor. Their enemy was called Utina. Utina. Okay. And there's a couple other ones, but these, these are three major ones. Saturina. And these are allegedly chiefs of the Southeast United States, Florida, around the 1500s. Why is it that they are perfectly representing Eurasian deities? In it? How is that? Saturina is Saturn. Saturn's son is... Well, that's the first thing I thought of when you said that. Just yeah. like, I'm sure that has to do with Saturn, but let's wait. Yeah, so and then Jup Jupiter or Athor is Arthur or Thor or Jupiter. These are all the same archetype. This is the son of of Saturn or Kronos, that's Satan. Saturn, Kronos, that's the bad god. 
And then you have his son, who is Jupiter. This is like the savior, Jesus, Zeus, Jesus, Jupiter, Thor, Arthur, King Arthur. This is all the same archetype. This is your Thursday, God that rules over Thursday. Saturday rules over, sorry, Saturn rules over Saturday. It's when you commit your sins, right? That's Satan's day. And uh, you black out. Well, <clears throat> you have these Tamukua chiefs, Saturnina, representing Saturn. His son, representing Thor, or Jupiter, the son of Saturn. And then you have their, uh, you know, affiliate, other chief, Utina. That's Odin. That's Odin. That's Mercury, Hermes, Thoth, Thot, Odin. If you have a thought, this is the god of thought, thinking, communication. If you have an ode to something, you know, a piece of poetry in honor of, this is Odin. This is where all words like audio come from. This is the god of communication. Audio, audio. Um, so blah, blah, blah. You have these three chiefs who are representing a Eurasian, Eurasian archetypes in name. Part of me thinks, well, that sounds like a hermetic or like alchemical kind of uh, occult construct where they're taking like this fictional landing party and weaving hermetic doctrine into it. And that's kind of, uh, you know, that's where I see some of the falsification. Now, if you're talking about just resets in general, I would also say, you know, you had the New Madrid earthquake and you have some significant weather events, but I, I really see an overemphasis on this. Like there's some people who legitimately believe the world gets physically reset every 136 years. Now, if I'll try not to completely shit on that, that like that. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't necessarily believe that man either way. I don't, I'm just, I'm a man that just says, I don't know, man. I mean, how would I know either fucking way? How would now, I, know? it sounds I, uh, lazy, but how would I know? Well, but I want to hear your take on why these are not, um, cycling in that sense, which sounds cooler to me. I don't want that shit going down. I want now, to live past 136. So that means I'll be a part of one. No, thank you. Oh, uh, I'll tell you, it's much harder to fool an astrologer. Why? Because an astrologer has a basic understanding of the cyclical nature of time. Okay. An astrologer could have told you 8,000 years ago what the age of Aquarius today is looking like with the digital technology and um, uh, artificially aided communication on a broad scale, digital, cyber, all these things. Now, these are symptoms of an Aquarian age. Technology has always been advanced. That's another thing these people need to get out of their heads. It's like, you know, when was the advanced technology? Why don't we find it? You know, everyone wants their, their like truth or um, uh, like frozen TV dinner just provided for them ready. And not many people are ready to lift the finger. It's like I said, it's easy to just say, oh, that's all fake. That was fake. Oh, I don't want to learn about that. Let's just call it fake. Let's just. Um, Do you feel blah, the same blah, blah. way about politics? Because I, you know, I tend, no. to, I tend to side with the, I, I tend to, well, not side. I tend to be in the middle with that. But 
they both make good points, but with the people mm. that say that uh, all the politics are controlled, it's all a show. Yeah, that's a dangerous, slippery slope. And, you know, we're talking about this kind of flat earth, like monkey in the middle of outer space, hopelessness yeah. that, that is instilled in the subconscious of anyone who's been exposed to this uh, devious, demonic doctrine, anti-human, Darwinistic, Copernican, anti-human model. I find the same. This is why the whole Tartaria thing has been. People say is Tartaria psyop. Well, it's been allowed to persist for so long because it is feeding tremendously into one of their agendas, and that agenda is this overall just despair. Like, oh, we're in the middle. Oh, when's the next reset gonna come? Oh, John Levy saved me from the next reset. You know, sorry, I didn't. Basically, you know. Um, uh, Save me from, you know, oh, when's it going to come? Please, this channel, tell me. I don't touch any of that reset, like, BS. Is it valid? Of course. But it's a slippery slope when you have people charging money for the next iteration of, of the next fear porn. Oh, it has to, you know. Yeah, I, that's, I agree. That's man. my take. I, I agree in the sense of um, <laughs> that people, any fear mongers, really, um, pushing anything that's going to end your life or end all of our lives. It's like, why are you like, why are you talking about that? Because that's a dark thing to be promoting with no form of evidence in a sense. I get, you know, like for instance, when I see San Francisco empty, mm-hmm. right? I look at that as new territory, old territory meets new territory. Um, few people live there. They're about to incorporate it. They're about to get some people, and some submarines or some fucking trains to get over here now and populate this area. And that's kind of my envision of it. And I feel like they fabricate, you know, Western versus Indians. And like Now there was a narrative being pushed. Why is that the only depiction of American Indians that were shown? And why is it you, like you said, the cowboy versus the Indian and this fighting over resources and this pushing Westward, that is all a constructed narrative. I'm with you. But, um, to say that a certain period of like um, engineering development just didn't occur is is hasty, and it's dangerous. And I think that's what a uh, and I it's not dangerous. I won't say that. I'm not like one of these BLM people where thought is not dangerous, thinking is not dangerous. Uh, forgive me, but I would say that it's it's hasty and it it's there's things that we can that we can rely on. There are objective um, foundations in the historical narrative. And that's something that I want to emphasize to people. Astrology is a a tremendous way to to get at that. For example, Anatoly Fomenko, whatever his name was, how did he really approach his reforming of, of, um, and I'm not with that 100%. I'm just saying there was value in there. How did he go about it? Well, by analyzing lunar lunar cycles, okay, the occurrences of eclipses, these things. Now we also know certain church, the church was has been tracking the full moon for quite a long time. And here's another thing that I really, oh, this is this is a, a great one, the Gregorian calendar. I want people to have a center foundation that. You can't get lied to when you have a basic, just a basic grasp of astrology. People always will kind of say, 
we don't even know what day we're living on. We don't even know what year we're living on. No, no, no. Okay, the astrologer knows exactly what year we're living on. The Gregorian calendar is not wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. We're not off. We're not, you know, we're not in made up time. It, time is not a construct to like take <laughs> dollars out of us. It, this is a lot of this is getting close to mental illness. Now, <laughs> astrology is the greatest salvation in the truth community. Now, without astrology, I probably would have fallen victim to a lot of this, you know, God hates us. Why are we getting reset every 10, 10 years or whatever? Okay, blah, blah, blah. Gregorian calendar is plagiarized from astrology. This tells us you understand the harmony in the cycle and you cannot be taken out of that cycle. You can't have the carpet ripped out from under you and told you're living in, oh, you know, you're actually in the year 2000. Oh, we're actually in a, simu in a simulation and this is a level 29.2 and all this BS. The astrology is the most grounding of all the sciences. Okay, I'll, I'll try and demonstrate this. Sure. 12 months, 12 signs of the Zodiac. Our calendar is directly plagiarized from the Zodiac, but they have taken all the belief out of it. They've taken all the myth mythological significance, the astro theological and etymology out of it, but it's still there. It can't be denied. Okay. You have seven days of the week for seven planets, Monday, moon day, Sunday, Saturn day. Okay. Thor's day is Jupiter. Tuesday, that's Martes, Mars. Miércoles, that's Mercury. Wednesday, Odin's day, Wednesday. Freya, Freya's day, that's Venus. Okay, so in all Indo-European language, this holds true. We have but 13 moons, right? Well, see, that's another thing. I can, a lot of people here are, they discover the 13 moons. And I'm not saying this is you, but a lot of people will say, oh, aren't we supposed to be on 13 months? And that is true. But they don't go against each other. We've just been We've just been neglecting the lunar. No, see, there's you try and living your your life on anything but the solar cycle, and it'll be futile. You can't wake up with the moon. You can't. No. You wake up with the sun. That's why the sun is supreme. And we I had a night shift solar. once. I had a graveyard shift once. Let me tell you, that will fuck you up. It's a solar. My mind was fucked. And I'm like, I know exactly why. I got to stop. I had to at the time, but, mm -hmm. ooh, man. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just saying, I agree, man, because that that's not, you can't, you can't, you can do that, but you shouldn't. <laughs> so 12 months. Now, the word month is is a misnomer in that instance. You're actually talking about 12 equal 30 degree segments of the sky. That's the zodiac, the band of the zodiac in the sky. You could also say this is the 360 degrees of horizon around you. Okay. This is the sun, horizon, Horus, the sun of Osiris and Isis. Okay. Your hours in the day, Horus. That's another anagram. Hours, Horus. Okay. Your rising is your Osiris, Orises, right? Okay. Blah, blah, blah. So you've got your 12 solar months. Now, month means month. If you have a 10th, that's one out of 10, correct? A month, a month is one lunar month out of the lunar cycle, the greater lunar cycle. 
So this is a month, which is 28 and some change, 28 days, roughly. 28 day cycle is four perfect weeks, four perfect weeks repeating over and over. Okay. Now that's harmony. And that's not in our calendar. Why? Because we're on the solar calendar. That's fixed. It repeats. It does not change. Year after year, it is the same. That is the beauty of it. The sun is on a repeatable, trackable. Um, you can foretell it. You can. Pre it's yeah, predictable. It's, it's it's when the sun's right above your head. It's noon, and you don't have to put your clock forward, backwards, and play all these fucking games. I, that, at least that's what I believe. But now knowing that here's a, here's another one. This kind of dispels a lot of this old world reset constructed time theory well <clears throat> where does the september is the ninth month but it means seven october is the tenth month but it, the word october literally means eighth month okay eighth segment so why is it that they're two off it's because our calendar is two months off it's not, it's not off like wrong time. It's simply skewed. It's shifted 10 days away from its proper starting point. And now that means the entire cycle shifts. So it's not getting thrown out of whack. It's still perfectly contained in this cycle. We're just saying they've skewed the starting point to where you, the average viewer who does not know astrology, and if you do, good on you, that the average Joe will think the calendar is something entirely different from astrology, when in fact they are one in the same. Your days of the week, your months of the year, your greater um, cycles, all are predicted, ruled, measured by astrology. And you have some Christians saying, well, I don't believe in astrology. It's from the devil or this and that. That's not true either. <clears throat> God created time. At the same time, he created the planets and the stars and the luminaries. He created these with the purpose of tracking that time and effecting change on the planet through time. So blah, blah, blah. Let's go through the months. You have Mars. Okay. That's March. Hello. This is the first month of the Zodiac. And now you have March, which is Mars. Mars rules Aries. So March, Aries begins in March, the spring equinox. That's the true starting point of the year. March 21st is Mars. Then you have April, which is Abra, like to Abra, to open the door, Abracadabra, to begin, to start. Now, that's the second month, but we're saying this is the, still the first sign of the Zodiac because the cusp of the Zodiac is not precise with the cusp of the months. So you have Aries being part of March into April. That's still one sign of the Zodiac. From there, you have Taurus in May. This is Maya, or this is the um, May pole. This is your springtime, your fertility worship. The cow horns are the fertility organs of the woman. This is the ovarian tubes and the uterus is the cow's head. That's Maya, Maria, Mu, Muria. This is Lemuria. Your Mu, cows go Mu. 
this is the crescent moon. Taurus is where the moon exalts. So this is where you get your moo. The cow is Taurus, right? Toro, the cow. It's the second sign of the zodiac. This is May. A little bit of April into May. So May is Maya. This is the goddess. Then you have your Gemini twins and so on and so on. We'll fast forward a little. I won't bore you with them all, but they're all real good. You have no, no, it's not boring. <laughs> I, I love, I love um, information. So you've got September is where this kind of gets. That's me. I'm September, and you know what? I it's crazy that you said September is really seven because I was born on the seventh, and my my favorite number my whole life, and I see sevens everywhere I go. My just my whole life though has been seven. My whole everything about me is like just seven. I mean, you pick a number seven. So. Um, it's crazy that I, I could technically be born seven, seven at that point. It just kind of adds to my thoughts on my, my number that I represent. I don't, I hope it's a good number, uh, in astrology, but, uh, everything about me has always been seven. It's just crazy that it could, instead of being nine, seven as my birthday, it might actually be seven, seven. So that's will crazy, you hate, but go ahead. Will you hate me if I take a bong rip? No, not dude. We're no. Yeah, if it was YouTube, I'd be like, I don't know, man. That's all they need for a fucking other strike, knowing them. No, we're on Rockfin, bro. Toke it up. I'm sure uh, I would say 80%, if not 90% of my Rockfin audience probably smokes weed, I would assume. Uh, but yeah, either way, smoke it up. Um, you know, if, if your nine-year-old's watching Rockfin, that's on you. I don't know what to tell you. But um, actually, they'll get more information than watching uh, HBO or nickelodeon or whatever the fuck disney channel they'll get more information on my show you might have some you might hear some bad words and you might see some marijuana but um um sorry hollywood's way worse just because they're clean about it don't mean they're yeah. not programming your child anyways so um how was your bong rip first of all it was great man all right good just want to make sure um now that we're gonna get into your mind even more now wah 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 I hit my shit earlier, but it was when you were talking. No one saw me. Um, I, 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 I know because we're getting it's about a good ninety minutes, so we got a little bit, little bit of time left. And I appreciate your time this far, brother. It's been a while um, that we're doing this, so we got a little bit of time left. If that's cool with you, but I'd like to sure. to kind of not. Well, I guess I could say end in a sense, but uh, I, I want to kind of zoom the- out. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I want to kind of stir the pot a little bit here and figure out exactly what what cuz you kind of went off into not left field but center field when I asked you this the first time, but I kind of want you to construct uh, some sort of answer for Good Morning America about America. about the lost civilization, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So when I see these cathedrals, I'm just going to be very fucking basic about it. And I'm sure a lot of my audience is kind of the same with this stuff. And when I see these cathedrals and I see these just fucking massive structures, uh, even in LA, man, it's crazy. It's like, you just notice them now. You're like, what the fuck? Like, and you look down, you're like, oh yeah, it's the fucking going down all the way down. It's like, What's going on? So, of course, you have speculation. My brain can process the building goes down for a mile or something. I don't know if I can know. My brain can also project that there was 10, 20 foot possibly people walking around here, walking through those or possibly building those things. What is your like overall just basic 
101 construct concept on what the fuck am I looking at with all these buildings? I know there's some of them are different. And then you got the ones now with like the ruins and the melted bricks. And uh, there's so many different kind of stories going on. And I'm, I get confused. And it's a confusing mm-hmm. type of awakening. Um, but what, how do you, how do you explain? I mean, what's your thought? Everybody's different, man. Everybody has their own thoughts. Some people are lazy about their opinions. I get it. But what what's your opinion on like what what am I looking at here? What what's going on with these buildings? What what is it? You know, I kind of touch on that and I go into the origins of the military in some of my videos. And a lot of people theorize about star forts and stuff like this, how mili- what we're told is military apparatus is actually life creating or life sustaining, life enhancing structures rather than killing. And I have seen this substantiated vastly through the etymology. And I hope that's not left field, but um, with the origin of military terminology, we have a very similar indication that all warfare was actually in pursuit of the creation of a finer, more refined, higher, more sensible, more beautiful human population on this planet and i would say that the architecture points to a to a um hardware right a sonar sorry a audio sonar sonoluminescent cymatic uh, style frequency healing grid now in florida and in the southeast united states i really emphasize the water and the hydro energy the hydrotherapy so i i really try and give some concrete um, evidence. And in Florida, you have the hydrotherapy fountain of youth angle with people who are drinking stuff and living forever. And, and, you know, all these different methods of hydrotherapy that people like Rockefeller actually did move down to Florida to take advantage of. But um, <clears throat> I'd say real quick with the military terminology, just to reinforce the narrative with the architecture this phantom civilization, is it, is it easy to say this was one civilization that just disappeared and everyone's forgotten about? That's kind of difficult. I think it's a much more likely story that there was different beliefs and goals and that those goals and beliefs may have resulted in entire civilizations that we don't know about, but it's those beliefs and pursuits that were stomped out and had to be erased. And everything else is kind of secondhand. Now, I'd say, real quick, military terminology. The creation of life, all warfare, actually has its origin in the creation of life and human beings. Now, this is, might be a little lewd, so if you're young, plug ears, whatever, but you have your privates in the army. Okay, privates, private parts. You have your foot soldiers. These are the people responsible for dyeing the soles of the feet when the baby is born, as they do today. They did in ancient times. It's important. Then you have your commander. Well, that's come, a mander, manser, someone who's working with this. You have your lieutenant. Maybe there's some business that's being tended to in the loo, right? This is not outdoor business. This is kind of like uh, sp- sperm donating and stuff like that. And 
lieutenant, someone who's tending the loo or someone who's in the loo. Loo means bathroom yeah, for, yeah, those bathroom. That, yeah, for those yeah. that don't know. Yeah, sure. Then you have your arrows, your bows and arrows. Well, arrows is the Greek word for love, lovemaking, passion. Um, you have, I could go on and on and on. You have your ambush. Let's go get some bush. You know, you, <laughs> you have some, uh, I'll, I'll pull up the list so that I do it justice. So but you basically. think that these, these were created, I mean, everything was fabricated by someone that's a piece of shit. So they, they put these together as a joke and, and they just stuck at that point because they know what they're doing with these words. So they are like, hey, so this is some sort of like. You have yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Lance corporal. What's a lance corporal? A lance is a spear. Corporal means meat or of the flesh. Lance corporal is the fanciest way of saying meat spear. Okay. A sergeant is a sir who is a gene donator, a sergeant or a surrogate, a sergeant, a staff sergeant. That's a, even a little bit more indicative. An admiral. This is a person whose who's responsibility it is to judge the physical beauty of those participating in the creation of children. Now, you have a rear admiral <laughs> oh. now i wonder what what what's part of the now, body yeah. he's specializing in you have your vice admiral well you don't want to get put in a vice grip you know between someone's thighs you have a naval officer the navy this is the navel the belly button where the umbilical cord is fastened that is the navel by the way you have your nod nautical everything navy natal related goes back to the birthing of humans the birth of a ship you know birth birthing birth canal you have your all of these things you could take it back even to tactics assault to assault something ass salt ambush combat booby trap foxhole protection sir ender so now that's a little crude but someone who specializes in the ending of sirs right to the climax, so to speak, yeah. a, mich a mission. You know, even back in ancient times, what's a phalanx? What's a phalanx? Ancient Roman military strategy. Well, it's a big dick. <laughs> a phallus, <laughs> a phallus, a phalanx. And I could go on and on, you know, edged edged weaponry. This is every how does aspect. This play, how does this play on wording with the military positions? fall into these cathedrals and, and buildings. Yeah, and it's just a, it's just another way of affirming that even if something was utilized in recent times for the destruction of life and the killing and this I, I hope I'm not painting a crude picture with that or I'm not being pornographic. It's no. I, we need to demonstrate that today we are so comfortable with the killing of our own species. And I'm not like a leftist hippie, you know, pacifist, but this is important. You can be walking down a street and if you're walking with your child and there's machine guns, robberies, you know, rapes, murders occurring on the TV, which regularly happens, you know, all it's PG 13, you know, yep. and you're walking down the street, you would not even bat an eye. You just take your kid and gunfight, gunfight, doesn't matter. If you were walking down the street 
and you saw a sports bar playing love make love making on the TV. I'm not even saying hardcore pornography. Love making, just bare naked love making. Yep. The creation of a child on TV, you would be shocked, disgusted, and you'd rightfully tug your child away and say, "How could anyone display that in public? It's indecent." And I agree with you. But why is the standard so leaning in the one direction where bloodshed is completely acceptable in front of children? Oh, Now, video games too. Yeah, you're right. All I'm saying is this further demonstrates how certain facilities, forts, everything that we consider military apparatus, infrastructure, could at one time was in ancient times actually inverted. And originates in the creation of life, and the pursuing of better, stronger, faster, more intelligent people on this planet. Whereas today, this all ties into reincarnation, which I've spoken about on my channel, and giant trees, how that plays into reincarnation, and how today we reincarnate at random, and that is a symptom of our carelessness in reproduction. You reproduce. You reproduce with purpose. You reincarnate with purpose. I hope that that no, sums it all up. And yeah, I mean, I'm not big a big believer in reincarnation, but that I don't. I never rule it out because I'm I'm a I'm a knower of nobody really knows, um, unless you died and came back. Um, but for me, you know, the a little bit of this, a little bit of that makes sense to me in terms of that, but. That does it's not far fetched in terms of how you applied it right now, um, but with with when you with, like for me, man, as a simplistic mind of this lost civilization, new to me in a sense, where I look at these structures and I'm thrown back in my chair as to how many cities. It seems like that's all they had were these structures, and it was recent. And now it's like we're not told about them in any sense. It's not in our books. In school, it doesn't talk about anything. So yeah. you know, now that this wave of truth has come forward, and and to you, uh, respectfully, I'm sure to you, a lot of it's misled truth. But at the same token, it's on notice now. People are noticing that. Uh, how old, in your opinion? I mean, unless you got in a time machine and you went there, I don't know. You could talk talk to us about it if, if that was the case. Yeah. But, Other than that, like in your opinion, how old are these structures? When were they built? Is this something that just happened uh, recently? In your opinion, now I'll speak to the cities that I've been to myself. Sure. Um, St. Augustine, Florida, which, like I've said, is allegedly where the United States has had its genesis. Um, La Florida, Spanish Florida, right there in St. Augustine. It's nicknamed ancient. City. Now, ancient in the in the eyes of some is means five hundred years. Mm, not so much. Ancient, roughly, typically means about a thousand years. Okay, beyond the the uh, second verification process. <laughs> right. So, basically, yeah, it's it's basically beyond recorded history. Yeah, you kind of dip off into something else. Well, ancient. Implies that that city, Saint Augustine, is older than fifteen sixty five, which is what they place it at today. Now, Saint Augustine is a city of solid stone. 
In fact, some of the only castles on the planet, true castles, uh, there's about six of them on one city block in St. Augustine. Those are the only true castles on this planet. Why is that? Because castles must be cast. It's right there in the name. A castle is not erected like stone on stone, next stone, block after block. Castles originally were cast. Now, those are probably some of the real buildings that were getting destroyed, showing things like geopolymer, um, limestone-based geopolymer, which much of Florida is built out of, especially St. Augustine, Florida. So I always point to places like St. Augustine, Florida, where it's a glorious standing example of what I'd call an old world city. Those solid stone temples, uh, castles, which are today universities and hotels, are still standing. They look brand spanking new today, even though we're told they're you know, about 1887, most of that city block was made downtown St. Augustine. And that those stones buildings will probably be there 500 years, a thousand years. So I can easily see how they were there for 500 additional years past what we're told. And I've been inside many of them. I've co- covered many of them in, in videos and basically, uh, but do you yeah. think they'll, those people that lived in those buildings, built those buildings, lived in those buildings, were there, was there different layers Listen, of people back let then? Let me tell you, yes. So I get into giants okay. a lot. As for me, the timelines are, are very relative, and you can push them back. You can toy with them. I really like – I'm not an archaeologist, but I love relying on archaeology. Like what if, what if they pulled out of the bone, you know, the springs and the mounds of Florida, uh, bones of giants, bones of giants. So this is so one of these missing links where you have a completely, you have a completely um, gap between this ancient biblical mythology type um, worldview and then the modern uh, nihilist Copernican where it's just, nope, we're your homo sapien. Don't ask any questions, you know. The giant skeletons blow that blow the lid off of that. Giant skeletons? What do you mean? Aren't, don't they just call them dinosaurs? No, these are not. These are human skeletons. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I felt like yeah. every time they discovered a dinosaur bone, I'm like, that's just probably a giant. There's dinosaur. It could be big birds, but dinosaurs. No. It was a joke. It didn't land with you. It's all right because you're <laughs> you're always in the mind of truth, so you don't understand. Like you're like dinosaurs. What are you talking? About? Obviously, no, no dinosaurs. But I, could you agree that there's probably bigger animals back in the day? Possibly or no? Here, see, I love to, there is concrete truth to be had. Now, dinosaurs can be done away with. This reptilian, this yep. vast period of reptilian domination. Okay, that's a complete propaganda. They're trying to get in your head and instill this massive reptilian domination complex into your subconscious mind reject it at all costs. Okay. Just like the Darwinist theory and Copernican model, it's, it's horseshit and it's nihilist. It always results in nihilism. That's the end goal is to detach you from the creator. So, um, what, what was, what were we we were going along the lines of giants because yeah, I mean, I like for me to bring it back up, 
there's no reason to okay, here, design here. these these cathedrals this way unless you're fucking tall. I don't. It just yes. common sense for me. I'm a common sense guy. Um, I don't. I, I do rabbit hole. I could do. I could jump in a rabbit hole. I need common sense right away. And this one had common sense right away for me. That's why I'm still learning. You know, I'm still involved. That's why I'm doing a project. So because it's common sense that there's something going on. I just like to talk to people about it that devote their life to researching it. So and which is why I want your opinion on. On these buildings, these cathedrals, because it's like, hey, man, were there giants? How tall, in your opinion? Was it recent? Did they just get wiped out in the 1800s? And now we got some guys that reclaim the land and be like, hey, let's not teach anybody about the, the people we just took out or, you know, yeah. and that's why with my listen, man, real quick with my with my research and understanding with speculation, of course, that there's more continents, there's more lands. There's, there, it's very possible. Still, still, I still look at it as a small chance because how, how can I determine this? But it's you know other worlds maybe. I, I don't know. But the point is, is that there was something here. We don't know if they're still here. I always say that like they, some of them could still be here. There, I, I don't know. I mean, it's pure speculation, of course. But um, do you? tinker down that road at all in your mind do you ever absorb like the possibility of other worlds or other lands where they could still be roaming does that ever cross your mind or is that too far-fetched no i'll tell you um i'm a geocentrist and a polo polar centrist okay that north pole of our of our plan planet is the center of it all yeah i do not believe there are sun or moon systems outside I believe in the one father, the one mother. We all share a father in the sun and a mother in the moon. That's universal. Um, that's what they used to teach orphans in places like Japan is you have no need to be sad, no need whatsoever. You know, actually, without an imperfect father figure there, you are better equipped to have the sun as your father and the moon as your mother. And you're better off that way because their lessons are you know, unwavering. And I think that's a, this is another complete um, olive branch or like finger being reached out to us by God saying there is objective truth that you can rely on. You don't have to swim. And that's what they really want to get us on is even if you don't believe in the heliocentric or this, then then you're just out there on your own, you know, like guessing, trying to find the best YouTube video you can to, you know, answer the questions. It's um, this objective truth. I forgot what we were talking about. Also, Either way, again, well, but. the outer, the outer lands and the north. But here's my point with here's my point yeah. with uh, with the heavy, because I'll admit heavy speculation on the north the lands in the north and the lands outside of here is because we deserve as humanity to have the ability to go fucking check to go look no more speculation like you're speculating that there's no more suns and moons and granted yeah. i'm with you but it, i'd still like to go check that's all i'd like to have the chance to go check and i get that there's books called Bibles and Korans and there's organized religions involved with only talking about our current system that we know of the sun and the moon and the stars. I respect all that. And I tend to agree with all of that in a sense. Right. But that doesn't mean that I still can't dream and think outside the box and say, you know what, man, 
who knows? But I hope you're with me that we deserve the chance to go check and go look and actually verify as humanity, the North especially, because there's for me with a magnetic, you know, with the compass and pointing North and compass and just everything from the past I've researched on it, there's definitely going to be something magical to see there where your paradigm will change that second. And there is no more heliocentrism. There is no more believing in a creator. It's like, no, this is your, this is a created realm system that we're in. We're just trying to figure it out. And I, I understand that you shouldn't take the lazy approach. I agree with you of just like, you know, uh, not explaining anything you're presenting, but like, like I told you off air when we started, when we, when we linked up right now, like my goal is to just get people's interest at least, right? Because without gaining the public's interest in any topic that you're trying to, to get across to people, you have to gain their interest. And I think gaining the interest in that the earth is not a ball. I have been more successful in my life with the speculation of more land in the north and the south, right? That they're, they're hiding some land. That will spark their interest in the theory that there is no ball, earth. That sparks their interest to look into it. Now they can go back and look at the science that proves it all. But people yell at me like, you need to start with the science. Stop that speculation shit. And I go, dude, I've been doing the science way since 2015, okay? That doesn't mean it's wrong. It's that... I, my neighbor doesn't know about it yet and he should by now on his own. So something needs Mm -hmm. to change. And when I mentioned to a neighbor more land, it's wait, what? Wait, hold on. Well, hold on. That's, I can wrap my head around that. So I hate that I have to speculate about it, but you're saying that again, in your opinion, that there's, there might be some more lands out there, but there is no other source of sun, moon, nothing at all whatsoever. And that's fine. And you know why I can respect that? Because that's also a possibility to me. I don't rule. Why would I rule that out? That makes it makes sense both ways to me. And I don't preach either way. I don't know people like they act like I just pushed that there's more lands and more suns and moons. I've never said that in my life. I just try to to represent it, the speculation of it all, as interest, gaining interest, interest, interest. Popu- the population gains interest and says, you know what? Now we got millions. Let's go check. And that's my goal because once, do you agree that once we can actually go verify and check this shit out our fucking selves? Um, it, but at least this, do you agree that it's very important for humanity that we need to go March past 60th parallel and we need to go to the North collectively. We all need to go together. Would you agree with that? I'd say anyone who's actually worried about that, don't worry. Don't, don't concern yourself with the South. The North's where the real... I get it. And I agree. And I've said that before. I agree. I agree. The North is the most important. And I think it's more doable Mm -hmm. as well. It's a smaller compressed area. Yes, it's guarded. Yes, you're on radar. Yeah, like you just go in there and do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Okay. They don't have fucking radars going 2,000 miles across the ocean. Of course they do. They know you're coming in. So mm-hmm. You can't just roll in there. Like me and you just can't get in the ship and just go like, and then figure everything out. Take some photos of the Aurora Borealis spewing out of a black sun. Maybe how the fuck would we know? We can't go there and take any pictures or videos or do anything. All we do is read books, speculation, speculation. We know there's something going on. there. We know there's a force coming from there. That's not speculation. So again, with the non-speculations, we should be able to go to the North and figure all this out. How do we accomplish this, man? Like how, I know you've had to fantasize about it in your mind. How do we, as human beings, 
achieve this. And because to me, to me, Doc, okay, I'm gonna say Doc. To me, Doc, mm-hmm. that changes the world right then and there. How do we get yeah. there? You want to change the world right then and there? The whole world goes vegetarian. If the whole world goes vegetarian, and I know this sounds like a pipe dream, the whole world goes vegetarian, the North Pole will return to where it's supposed to be, right atop Helsinki, Finland, and everything will be all right. It'll be just fine. We'll be at the grand finale. You could say the finish line. And if we can, if we can finagle that, um, we might just find ourselves. Uh, you see what I did there? Okay. No, I get it. I get it. Listen, finish. I don't, finish. I don't, it's I don't, the finish line. Helsinki's Finland. I don't okay. eat death. I don't eat death. That's for sure. So no. I am not eating any dead, dead uh, animals that are bleeding out of their head. I get you. But at the same time, so how does that, is, are you being literal here? Like if everybody stopped eating dead animals tomorrow, how does that? Yeah, it's Arctic conditions. You know, it's a very basic concept. There's hell. Hell is winter. This is the enemy. It's the only enemy there's ever been. Satan is the god of winter, Saturn. His dominion is Capricorn, the peak of winter. Okay, this is when the sun is at its lowest, which is when we start celebrating our year, which is completely backwards. That's why we're all in a death cult office system and, you know, blah, blah, blah corporate uh, office system you have then hell is cold this is why it's helsinki we know it's helsinki this is when atlantis sank the sinking hell froze over oh i'll believe that when hell froze over we'll get ready you know hell froze over this is anti-life in the garden of eden the whole world was tropical they'll just tell you this was 65 million bajillion gazillion years ago it's the jurassic period and this is oh dinosaur times and all this bs and they'll even tell you um oh yeah mango banana coconut all over the planet at at one time but this is indicating the whole world was tropical man was free from strife brought about by weather okay lack of hospitable weather this is man's only enemy that there's ever been we did fall in some part be that sexual or dietary in in order to bring about this fall from grace what is fall it's the coming of winter that's the fall of man hello the fall of man the coming of satan satan's lord uh, dominion over this realm is the coming of winter um i believe in the sun the son of god is the sun in the sky the warmth oh, yeah. i'm with the, you on there i'm with you on that kingdom of heaven is summer and springtime uh august the lion you know the lion of of god and the aries the ram of god that's when the sun exalts springtime but all this stuff is it's all you know a lot of people get wrapped up in the mythology because they can't decode it astrologically or whatever but it all comes down to weather nutrition sexual responsibility um a overall appreciation of beauty and this is the real old world that everyone's trying to get their hands on it's actually quite simple and to try and try and grasp the old world in the last age and make it appear on a on a dinner plate in this age is a fool's errand okay we have to should i not make this documentary (laughs) 
Oh no, make it, dude. I I hope you do. And I'd love to No, I'm saying I just want to bring the information to the public in a way where they can go, oh shit, I never thought about this, and then start, you know, getting the people in the film to at least explain some stuff where it sinks in their brain of as what's going on. But again, it's like there really is no general answer of what's going on. It's all, I feel like this one's all over the place unfortunately, mm-hmm. but that's why I feel like everybody in the right frame of mind has their structure of how, what's, what's going on. Everybody feels, it seems like everybody's different, but I, what I do in a film sense. So, you know, um, I, I try to, you know, if everybody can correlate with, with, with certain situations, right. Then it'll make the film. When I have people giving me completely opposite takes and shit, I'm just like, you know what? We're just going to scrap that. Cause in my mind, when I hear that, I'm not gonna be like that. That guy's a shill, or that guy's not. That guy's genuine. He's not. I don't fucking know. I just go look. It's a wash at that point. We don't know yet because I feel like it should be definitive, and everybody in their mind, uh, this is definitive because of this. Okay, but there's so many things that we all agree with, though. At the end of the day, in this realm of information of of uh, this lost, covered up, right? This covered up um, cities and, and buildings and and what what was here and how big these buildings went down and up and 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 free energy and and all this stuff and and the technology right um it's 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 a it's the basic stuff that's going to be important to get humanity to understand these things in my opinion they're hiding i mean what's the basic strategy of this all these cathedrals were designed or created possibly by bigger people than us it wasn't that long ago that they were walking this earth mm-hmm. um, and that the deception of, you know, the fact that our history is a lie at that point. I mean, yeah, not necessarily all of it, like you said, but if you cover up something this monumental, like, have you seen the pictures of these mountains and you, you turn them and it looks like human faces? I mean, I, I don't know if that's a far-fetched thing to bring up or, or a bad segue, but I wanted to end on that because this is something new to me again, and you could nip it in the bud for me now or tell me that there's something to it. But man, I just out of nowhere. And then now, now I'm addicted. I just just look up any just mountains, mountains, just download a bunch of pictures of mountains and then flip them. And you just see it looks like fucking a face every fucking time. Almost every fucking time. Am I insane or is that a possibility, man? I'd say that's uh mostly like what do they call it? Pareidolia, paradelia. Um, I think this guy Stellium Seven has some good stuff um, with certain, you know, creatures and animals and things petrify. So I'll come out right now and say things petrify. I actually have articles and uh, pictures of bones, things that have fallen into Florida springs, Florida spring water that petrifies. It actually calcifies or mineralizes you know, crystallizes. So things like that can happen. Uh, I'm not denying that, but I think without a foundation of like, you know, I don't want to say books, like books are not the end all be all, but books, independent, complete research. I think the the imagination can run with certain, certain concepts. And that's all I have to say. Well, I, again, yeah. I just, I don't, it's, it's, I can't just make, like for me, it could, I could be, I could look at mountains for weeks. I can go to the mountain and turn my head and go, wait, hell, let me think. 
my pers- I just saying the perception changed a little once I started to look myself and I'm like, wow, I can't mm-hmm. deny that it looks like that. Just didn't, you know, I like devil's tower. That's a big tree, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just the fact that, you know, Titans or whatever the rumor was from back in the day of these, this extra, extra, extra giant species that, that roamed this earth. You know, are we walking on giants at that point? Well, here, can I, can I give you a little like insight? You know, yeah, I, let's I, let's end on this. Let's end on this. We're gonna have to definitely have a part two, okay. um, and then we'll we have our each other's information, so we'll we'll sync up soon and and link up and and figure out uh, your role in this project or whatever you want to do or what we'll just talk in general. But um, sure, yeah, go ahead though. Go ahead. Um, you know, just a little personal insight into this is why I'm not so quick to jump on the Titan and petrified this and that is because you know i've actually gone to a lot of these stones and cities stones um caves national forests you know you name it i've been to much of what there is to see in my state and what i've seen is okay well i filmed an entire documentary about anchors right ancient stone anchors and i've gone to them they're all made of crushed up shell and limestone and there's holes in them. They're, they're glorious. Those are the Saxer stones I was describing earlier. Now, do you know how many comments I had from fans of two particular YouTube channels over and over again, like spamming my video saying, those are elbow sockets. That's a pelvis. That's, oh, that's a pelvis of an ancient Titan because it's got two holes in it. And how are you not seeing this, Dr. Narco Longo? And it's, it's, I, you know, can't help but roll my eyes because I've seen these stones. I know what their function was. And you have a bunch of idiots with their imagination running wild saying, that's a petrified Titan. And I'm just like, you know, keep me out of that, please. <laughs> no, I get it. It's, it's, it's interesting to say the least. Again, you don't want to apply what is possibility onto something that it's not. That doesn't make any sense. And that damages what could be true of something else. It just damages everything as a whole. It's like a honeypot in a sense where it's planted there to to have no evidence. So it gets debunked and then the whole thing gets debunked. I get it. I, I Trust me, I've been doing flat earth for many years. That's what they do is they hijack it and they want to make it seem silly and stupid by putting stuff like that out there. Um, so yeah, well, we need to link up again, man, because again, I'm about, I'm addicted to truth. I don't want to be pushing anything that's not, I, I do, I will speculate on occasion, again, with my flat earth stuff, uh, with more lands on the outside and in and, and the north. I can't go there, uh, but I'm I'm very open, and even in my film um, procedures with visual concept or whatever, it's this is we're just speculating here, and I'm not trying to. I would never tell anyone that a map with a, a hundred worlds on it and shit. Oh, that's legit. I don't, dude. The, how the fuck would I know? But it's it's an interesting concept to spark attention and to go back and to learn the truth. Now you have to get their attention sometimes, and some people can judge that all you want. I'm still waking people up to where we live all the time based off that strategy. So that doesn't make sense to say it doesn't work. Yeah, fucking does. Um, But again, my job is to try to make sure that humanity has a chance to 
have an option to go, you know what? We all should go north. Fuck it. Let's just fucking all go. And that's the goal. Go north. And I know you're not about going to sea out there, but I still, look, we need to go fucking check. That's it. As simple as that. Because there's some flat others like, there's a dome touching the ground. You can write your name on it. I don't see how that's a thing. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I, again, like with anything, I can't rule it mm-hmm. out. I, it's not my thing that you could write your name on a dome, but it's like, I can't, I still, to them, to the ones that think that, I still can't rule that out even then because I don't fucking know. I can't go see. I can't go check. Okay. So anybody can have their speculations about anything, but I think it's healthy to speculate when red flags combined, especially, are pointing to, I don't know if this is speculation anymore, guys, but, um, you know, you've, you've helped me kind of even just on this show right now kind of realize some stuff. Um, you can't just take something at face value because it's thrown at you and it applies to what you're looking looking at. And it's like, oh, I can see that. Okay, that makes sense. This guy's been there and he's like, yeah, no, that's not the case. Like, And again, you're discrediting a possibility that, that um, the doc here could think that a mountain is a, as it was a Titan because of X, Y, or Z. You can't just say all of it is look at this. You're wrong. Look into this. It's like, go there yourself, which is what I want to do with this project is boots on the ground. I think it's important. I could take any stock video and make a documentary out of it, but I also want to be there too. And to film some of these things. And we're going to talk uh, after the show, not today necessarily. I'm sure you're busy and it's getting late over where you are, but soon because i want your thoughts on where where i should where these where my boots should be fucking going and um especially if there's some in florida you can we'll meet up at that point obviously but i want you in this film anyways um but i do i would like your expertise off air on in the near future on what what kind of topics to avoid in this type of project because again this is new to me and i don't want to behind the curve this shit whatsoever that's in my audience already knows that so i want to make sure that i'm bringing truth but i also want to spark interest sometimes it's hard to combine those two but i think that there's enough evidence there's enough ge- geographical locations to prove some stuff and to to raise the, at least the red flags of the general public to say, hold, hold on, what the fuck is going on now? And I think I'm going to deliver that. So um, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Hang tight for just a quick minute after. Um, but before we go, where can people find you? Where can people support you? Where can people go and listen to, you know, because you only tinkered with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I, you know, in a couple hours, we can't get everything out anyways. That's how shows are. I'm not going to have you on for five fucking hours. But, uh-huh. you know, where can people find more information on the stuff you said? You might throw some people back today like, wait, what the fuck? Come on, bro. What is this dude talking about? All right, go watch this shit. Where, where are they going to go? Old World Florida on YouTube. Old underscore world underscore Florida at Instagram. I've got a Twitter, too. You can find me, Dr. Narco Longo or Old World Florida, whatever. And uh, Yeah. I give everything away. I give, I just wanted to say, you know, I know a lot of people like make claims and I don't want to shoot anyone down. Like as if they're competition, I just want to say, um, or any theories or competition. I, I give everything away for free. I don't have any paywalls. There's no, um, you know, some of the stuff I learn and directly tell it sometimes as I learn it, especially with Florida history, it's, 
there's no behind the scenes or behind the curtains. It's, it's just me and my laptop. And I do go around to many of these places in Florida. So um, that's just really the basis for some of my like claims and opinions. Yeah, I've watched so. some of your stuff, especially this past week. And, um, you know, you, you go thorough, you go deep in the paint, you go right in and, and the elaboration's all there. So, um, you know, I'm going to keep watching you. And um, again, for someone like John Levy or something like that, it's, it's an introduction to what, what's going like for me, it's just kind of one-on-one where it's like, what's this, what is this? What it, it sparked, it did spark my interest. And maybe that's all he's, he's doing is just trying to spark interest. It is what it is, but it sparked my interest enough to look at flat earth British, to look at others. Right. And to get into someone like yourself, more advanced um, knowledge on this stuff. This is the way it is though. It's advanced knowledge um, where now it's like, man, can you be basic in this film, bro? Are you going to be able to do this? Are you going to be able to one-on-one? You're such an advanced, um, a species, even by the words coming out of your mouth. And I respect that because it goes a long sure. way. Well, it goes a long way though. Um, and, uh, you know, you seem very confident, confident person in what you've researched and what you've done, um, on your path of, of knowledge. You seem confident about it. Um, so that's why it's a, you're a good person to, I'm glad I've, I've linked up with because I'm, I'm just about truth, man. I just want the truth out there. Um, with, with any rabbit hole you can, anyone can hand me a rabbit hole. Like, we, we want a project. You got to do a documentary on this stuff, man. This is yeah, great. If it's true. Yeah, sure. And sometimes it's hard to determine the truth sometimes, especially of stuff from the past cover-ups, um, you know, if there's a mud flood, if there look at all these pictures of mud. So it's like, there's a million ways to go about looking at what's going on. I just want to figure it out. And once we can figure this out, I want to bring it to the public. So now it's like, hey, I, there's something to watch. And now again, you made a documentary on this topic. So I'm not taking anything away from anyone. I'm just saying, when, and now I, at least I have something to say to someone like that. Uh, Dr. Longo, uh, you know, he made a documentary, right? At least you could watch it. Like, but for me, when someone's like, what can I watch on this? I'm like, I don't fucking know. So all the I don't knows over the past year turned me into, I got to make one, right? I got to make something for the people. Um, especially the ones that are uh, in the middle, like, uh, or confused. You know, there's a lot of confusion, obviously. You've talked about it many times already on the show. So I want to maybe not make a, I think it's impossible to unconfuse people, but I want to keep the truth there and to, to make sure I'm not, you know, doing anything that is going to fuck anything up with truth. I want the truth out there. So No, man, you're doing a great job, Don. I hope I'm not too critical. I'm just like, uh, I like the truth too. And picking apart things is just one a favorite approach of mine. And Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that, man. And you got to keep people held uh, responsible and accountable, especially the ones on the pedestal. You just, you got to, um, uh, but you know what, maybe something in that, there's, this is no ego, no ego here, but maybe a project like this that could bring the truth in the true format together in a nice way, right? In an entertaining professional way, which is how the world gets brainwashed with information from childhood is through the television. So mm -hmm. if I could do it with truth, which is always the goal, then um, even the people that are closed minded or doing it wrong might change now 
because this project took off. And that's why wouldn't that be a goal of mine? That, that would be a goal to, for this project of truth to take off. So now everybody else can kind of get on board with what's out there, what everybody's talking about, what people are talking about. It's like all this stuff in this film, it makes sense on a basic level. So you can't come back on your channel, not you, but that person, the unnamed person, and keep talking about some shit that doesn't apply to the truth anymore. And that I'd love to be that groundbreaking film <laughs> director to be like, you know, the, but it, this is a hard way. Is it not? I know for you, you, uh, you understand your understanding of it, if that makes sense, but it is a hard one to grasp for people just right off the gate. Like we've all seen these buildings before. We don't know what they are. That's number one. But so that's a great starting point. Cause that's a fact, but it's like to really, in an hour and a half or something documentary. It's hard, man. It's going to be hard to do, but I know that minds like yours, Martin Leakey, there's other people that are, even my buddy, Johnny, he's, he's going to be involved in this project because he, like you, he, I mean, you do it on a different level, but he's, that's all he researches. He just loves his shit. And he just wants the fucking truth about it. And so when you have like-minded people that just want the truth out there, I think, um, this could be a good one, but I want to thank you for coming on the show. I want to thank you for accepting the invite to get on this project and get this out there information. And we'll talk afterwards. Thank you everybody for joining this longer edition of the Hitler effect um, and a well-deserved one. Thank you. Go check out Dr. Narco Longo, go support him. All the links are obviously always in the description. Um, thank you for supporting me as always. We will see you next week.